Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast presents episode 854, Season's Threetings, recorded live on March 9th, 2023. Hello everyone, welcome to Podtackler, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Duststorm. I'm your other co-host, Godzilla T. Season 3 is here! <laughs> it's your soundboard effect. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how much you've gotten to play of it, GT, but I've gotten my fair share of Arena, and I got one gameplay on on BTB, so we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, I've, got a, I've got a couple okay, of games. Okay, very good. I, I played the new playlist because, uh, of course, all the all the <laughs> challenges are in the new playlist because, you know, we wouldn't want to be able to just do that wherever. Right. Like somebody stated, oh, what about three months ago? <laughs> well, needless to say, I think it's uh, lots of good stuff in here that we'll talk about. But as we've got normally for our opening of the podcast we have our community recap to go through so how's it hopping back into infinite last week gt nobody dropped a uh air vehicle on me that was good that's that's good that was a plus <laughs> no we had a lot of fun um we came up you know with some uh pretty hard games but uh we had a lot of fun good um, we jumped into BTB pretty quickly. We did play a little bit of, uh, Fiesta to begin with. And, uh, but yeah, we spent most of the night in BTB. Nice. Getting some warm up for when we get back into BTB full swing. I don't know if we'll have a lot more people out tomorrow with the new maps and everything, but we'll find if we out. can get a full squad. That'd be pretty cool. Oasis is pretty fun. I'll have to say. I've played the... I've only played one of the 4v4 maps. The, uh... Oh, the boarding action-like one. What was that one? Chasm. Chasm, yes. And it's different. (laughs) It takes a little getting used to moving around. Of course, you know, being new to the map, I, I didn't know where anything was. The Bandit is an interesting weapon. It is a DMR. It does not feel like the Reach DMR. No. Or the Halo 5 one. No. It's got a lot more thud to it when you fire it. That it sounds nice. Actually, yeah, it quite it was quite surprising. Um it's I I, I need some more experience with it cuz man, I suck with it. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm actually decent with it. For the time I've had my hands on with it, both in flights and in over the past week, like the the rate of fire that you have with it is slow enough where I can compensate firing and aiming versus kind of just like spray and pray with something like the AR or the Sentinel beam commando. Type, or the commando. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I have a lot more control over the bandit, which makes it a lot more nicer to play with, at least for me. Well, you know, considering I've only picked it up four times, you know, it takes a little longer than that for me. Yes, to develop. Yes, it will take a little bit to get used to, but I think I've I've heard people mostly say good things about it. So I think it's been a good addition, and people are really looking forward to to using that weapon. I am. I'm looking forward to getting to use it more. Um, I kind of hope that they. Uh, in BTB, they put it in the rotation for the other ramps, not just the new one. That's, I was, I think they've included, yeah, no, they, they've included the weapon and the, the equipment in all the existing maps. Cause I remember yeah. playing on arena and they, it was definitely there. Well, I'm talking BTB and well, and I played on launch site and there was definitely the shroud screen. I didn't pick up a, or did, didn't see a bandit in my game that I played earlier today. But there was a shroud screen, so they 
they did put the stuff into the existing maps. Yeah, that um, I have no experience with it, so I'm still jury's out on that one. I mean, they both play to certain gameplay styles, mm-hmm. and I think overall it'll it works pretty well. That that's just my initial experience with it. Yeah, but yeah. As we play throughout game nights and throughout the next few weeks, give us your opinions, folks. Drop it in the Discord. Let us know on social media, and we will definitely talk about it. Yeah, we'd like to know what you think of it. Also, with the new maps and new modes and everything, drop us your clips in the Discord. We've got a whole fancy channel just for clips and all that good stuff from the community. So if you got something cool that comes up during our Fragon Friday game night or whenever you're playing on your own with friends or whatever, drop a link to clips. We'd love to see them. Because it's a little lonely in there. I think the last thing that was in there was Confile posted something and then I didn't he even post everybody the, else away. <laughs> I didn't even post the clip of him splattering me with the wasp, but See? We just talked about that. But yes, go put your clips in to the Discord. We would love to watch them and react to them. So please do that. And join us tomorrow for Freckin' Friday. We'll be hopping into Arena at the start, if the lobby is small enough, maybe do a couple of small lobbies to start with so we can try out the new Arena stuff, and then we'll go into Big Team and try to get some Oasis games. Maybe we can match against each other and somebody will get embarrassed. Namely me, because I'll be the one <laughs> streaming. We'll probably match up against Accelerate or Ubernick or one of the other streamers that are probably going to be streaming for straight for the next seven days because of the new stuff probably. coming up. If we max accelerate, I'm just going to jump off the map. I mean, we did have the one game where we beat them. If I match against accelerate, I'm just jumping off the map. (laughs) He only runs in BTB, so if we're going in arena, we should be fine. Or I haven't... I don't think I've seen a clip of him playing arena. It's been pretty much BTB as far as what I've seen him stream. I know Ubernet gets in there once in a while. He does. He's in BTB right now. He's been streaming a lot recently for obvious reasons. So he's streaming right now. Well, you know, considering that's how he makes money, it's probably a good idea that he does that. Yep. Time to time. And now that he's moved in with Oath, they have... It's interesting to see like both of their streams up because... You see where like the back wall is the same <laughs> for the two mm-hmm. of them. So one's on one side of the room and one's on the other. So it's pretty cool. They have to, you know, do split backgrounds. Right. It's the couples. The couples who stream together stay together. I don't know hey, if that's true, it, but if they're having fun with it, I don't it, it's great. I'm I'm glad that he found somebody that shares the pa- the same passions as he does. Yeah. So it's cool. All right, so let's move on to some of the Season 3 stuff. What do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk maps first? Do you want to talk equipment first? Do you want to talk the new story stuff? Where do you want, where do you want to kick this off, GT? Well, so far, the story's got me confused. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we save that one for a little bit later. I really haven't had a lot of experience with the maps. The one, you know, I like I said, I've only played the one map. I'm actually impressed with the map. It seems like a very good quality map. Works with Infinite's movement very well. The funny thing is, is the games I played, everybody was ignoring the sniper. Hmm. I got the sniper like five times in a single game. Sniper's pretty effective on that map. That's interesting. I never get the snipers. Well, (laughs) unless I sneak up and steal the other teams. And then I give it to Bobby. Or Spag. Or Keys. I give it to Bobby or Keys, yeah. Because I know I I ain't... with it, I I get lucky once in the blue moon with it. I do too. You know, funny thing is, is, you know, me and Bobby hovering over the enemy base, both in wasps, and he goes on a rampage, and I think I got a spree. <laughs> he's young blood. He's he's got that that young twitch reaction that neither you or I there have is anymore. No, there's no twitch with a wasp. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he's doing 360 no scopes. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> Mainly because I was watching him. <laughs> yeah. But I guess I did a good job of just driving everybody towards him. That works. I was the sheepdog. 
It's there you go. Driving the sheep around the building to him. And I helped. And I helped. <laughs> so I played Chasm quite a bit. Yeah. It came up the most in the featured playlist, mm-hmm. which is what I went into the least try out the new maps. I like the layout of it. There's some spots where I fell into the chasm because the clamber didn't trigger. So mm-hmm. I'd be like mashing A and the clamber didn't present because some of them, some of the hexagons are just at a certain angle where the clamber doesn't trigger. So that was frustrating. But other than that, yeah, the map plays very well to the infinite sandbox and the equipment. And I had a CTF match on there to begin with, actually, which was interesting. I think I had CTF, a couple of Escalation Slayers, and a regular Slayer. Keys also joined me on a few games as, as well, so that was fun. And then we did play Cliffhanger a couple times. I'm iffy on Cliffhanger. The map overall is cool. The layout, the design, so it's a cool map. As far as the gameplay, I we played a Escalation Slayer game, which was fine with the map. And then we also played a Strongholds game. And the places where the Strongholds are is just weird. With the map layout... It, Not defensible or too open or... It... Just weird in movement or path or... It's weird in layout and how certain parts of it are more open to others and, and different movements to get to certain parts. So, yeah, played the map yet, which... So some of this isn't going to quite make sense, but where the two zones are for... uh, There's two zones basically on one side of the map, and then the other side has another zone, and their only way to get there is two walkways or a lift that goes directly from one point to that point. So depending on how you control spawns or have control power weapons or or that way you can spawn trap a team pretty easily and just yeah. dominate a map. So it's it's very like if you if you have a good coordinated team that's skillful, it's very it's a very easy map to dominate on. So for for something like that it was kind of mm, I think it's going to be more of a slayer map will be a strong suit for it and single objective like an oddball or something like that. I don't think and maybe king of the hill. I don't think Strongholds or or CTF is going to be a strong contender for that map, in my opinion. Yeah, I well, th- that's kind of been the been the thing with pretty much all Halo maps. Um, there's always that one game type that just doesn't work that well. I mean, it works, it's playable, but it's kind of meh. Yeah, you know, there are certain game modes like on uh, Haven that just didn't feel good. Don't get me wrong. Haven's probably one of the most universal maps out there. I was going to say, I think Haven, I mean, almost most game modes, I, I would say there's probably like I said, a most couple. game modes played, played awesome. Like Dominion. Yeah. That doesn't quite make sense. Yeah. There, Haven, there are some game modes game that mode. played worse than others. Sure. Where it just threw off the balance of the map. Sure. You know, like you're talking, you know, with good map control, you could dominate the game type. But the map I played, you're talking about the clamber. Um, luckily, I only, I've only fallen off a couple of times for that very same reason. I thought I would be able to clamber, clamber, and it didn't activate. Uh, but actually, most of the time, it was because I was jumping off the map, so they didn't get the sniper rifle. That's 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 well, I was dying to- off the map. Let's put it that way. Like, I placed myself somewhere. If I did, if I did lose, they would not get the sniper rifle. There's strategy in that. Yeah, yeah. But I played. Like, I'm dying anyway, so might as well take this with me. Yeah. Why leave it for them? Exactly. But we, I actually jumped my first match. I jumped in mid match. Thanks. Hmm. And it was capture the flag. My team had one. The other team had two. We did wind up actually winning the match. So that nice. was great. I ran the flag in once, and then uh, one of my other teammates got the third flag. And we were able to keep them from taking ours, so that worked out. 
CTF on that map was fun. And that yeah, was actually the- it is a little interesting to move around, but the, yes. you know, just where they put the capture points, it's, it's unique enough where, yeah. and I feel like for CTF, you actually used more of the map where escalation slayer is you spawned and everybody runs to the middle. Yeah. But for CTF, I thought it played really well. I am curious how it would play for King of the Hill. And I don't know if they would do a strongholds. Maybe you could. Like, maybe have one in the middle and two on either side of the chasm, kind of in, in the hallway type thing. Yeah. But you would definitely want to set the stronghold off to one side on either side. That way you don't have direct line of sight to the center. Mm-hmm. To balance it out a little bit. And you need to make sure that the opposing team has a second path to get to the other side. Yeah. I think Oddball would be interesting on that map. Oddball's interesting on any map. <laughs> that's true. Especially when there's places that players can jump off because that's all, all they seem to do. Yeah. So I know you haven't played Oasis yet, but the layout of it's actually pretty nice. So there's two bases, more or less, opposing mm-hmm. from each other. I mean, I've seen the fly-through of the, of the map, so. Well, the fly-through, I don't think, really portrays the layout of the map very well. Mm-hmm. It gives you certain features, and it highlights the different pieces of the map really well. But it, when I watched it, it didn't really give that layout where things are in relation to each other on the map. So if you imagine bases on either side of each other, one side is the open area, so where you saw the 400 structures and the little kind of green oasis place. That's one side of the map, and there's rock structures. And then there's a UNSC facility on the other side, so that's where the interior stuff is. So it's interesting how it's broken out with the very open area. Most of the obstruction is either the base buildings or rock structures in around the area. And then the inside is almost like a cave system that's been excavated and built into a UNSC facility type thing. And that actually plays very interesting for the one mode that I play on it so far, which is Total Control. So the first set of points was right down the middle. And there's a middle... The middle point was is kind of well fortified with... The building on one side, two very tall rock structures and other little bases there. And then there was two other points that were close to home base. And then the other ones were either on the open side. And one of the open sides has a wasp spawn, and that's where one of the points are. And then two other points. And then the other side was on the inside part. So the way that's laid out is actually makes for some interesting gameplay. and. I'm curious to see how it plays for other game modes because I could see CTF working really well in it. You have multiple paths to take the flag that could be very defensible, but also gives options for offensive plays. If you know someone's going a certain pathway, there are multiple ways to cut them off type of thing. And for total control, I thought it felt very good. I could see stockpile actually being a little bit more balanced in this map just because of how it's laid out. Depending on where the spawns are. Depending on where the spawns are. Just kind of assuming it off of where the middle points were for total control. There's enough geometry and architecture there where I mean you still if you if you get a repulsor and repulse it, you could you can run it, but that's gonna be any map. But there's enough, I think, there where you can still get a good setup going if you're coordinated enough, but it also gives the other team a chance to put up a good fight as well. It's not quite as open as, like, high... It's not high ground. High power. It's not as closed off as fragmentation, so I feel like it's a good balance between the two. Yeah, and I look Slayer, Slayer. looking at the, uh, the vehicle play on it. I really would like I hope that it does a better job for vehicle play than in the current big team maps do. That one's going to be tricky. I didn't see a tank on it. The smaller vehicles, like the Ghost and Warthog, those were fine. People were using them in the total Mm -hmm. control match. The Wasp was up, and I don't 
remember it being alive for that long. <laughs> so either people well, were paying it attention to it. just have a crappy or, pilot too. I mean, oh. But no heavy vehicle spawn, no tanks, no wraiths. And it seemed like there were kind of two lanes. Like you could go down either the open side lane or the closed side lane under like inside the facility and underneath the rock structure. But just from the layout, it didn't seem like there's a lot of middle ground maneuverability. But yeah, we'll see. It's interesting how maps are made for infinite because you have to account for the movement mechanics of infinite. And I feel like there's a lot more emphasis on, hey, let's provide runway and cover for the foot soldiers to actually kind of give them a little bit more bounce from vehicles. Where past Halo games have been a lot more, hey, this is big team battle. There is, it's open field. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. vehicles everywhere. If you're not in a vehicle, you're getting destroyed. I feel like the only map that really did that well was Standoff so far and, and Avalanche a little bit. Yeah, both of those did pretty good. A couple of Halo 4 maps did it pretty well as, you know, pretty good as well. The, uh, what was it? The Ice Fields remake one? No. The one with the crashed UNAC ship oh, right in the middle. There's a oh, begins with basically a e. big donut. Begins with the E. Exodus. Yes, Exodus. That one did pretty good for allowing it a did. relatively open area for vehicles, but there were still enough nooks and crannies for foot soldiers to flank those vehicles. That's true. Especially if you had an unattentive driver. That's a good point. But if you had somebody that was really good with a vehicle, um, like a tank or a wraith, it could be pretty overpowered. But honestly, I didn't really have that that many issues with it. I was lucky and I actually had uh, teammates that would help defend the tank because, you know, everybody had a plasma pistol in their pocket. Yeah. So I had teammates that would help defend the defend the tank and... Matter of fact, I went on a rampage in a wraith once, or something nice. like that. Nice, that's impressive. Yeah, I was in that bottom left-hand corner, next to the, on the, I guess, depending on where you spawn. Uh, I think it was the left side of red spawn. I think that's what it was. Because blue spawn yes. high, red spawn blow, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but kind of that open area. I know what you're talking about. If you know, if anybody wants to look, fire Halo Four and go look. Anyway, yeah. you know, I just kind of hung around there, and yeah, I did get stunned, and I did take a lot of fire, but my teammates did a good job of keeping me alive, uh, and that allowed me to get a nice screen going. So. Very nice. So there are Matt. You can have, you can have it both ways. So far, infinite of the maps I played have really leaned I to my opinion too far to the foot soldier. I'm not saying it's an extremely bad thing, but it does make it kind of less rewarding to For good vehicle be, the, be the be the guy that gets the tank. Yeah. Um especially with today's multiplayer where nobody talks to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know it's Pretty much every game that I've played, every every game that I play in Halo, when I play PvP, it's seems like there's fewer and fewer people that are actually interested in team play. They just kind of go do their own thing. You know, me, I'll talk. I'll usually try to follow a group and be supportive of that group. But you know, I get we get, you know, fifteen steps into the run, and then all of a sudden they just split. It's like, you know, it, they, the team mechanic of it seems to not be there. Yeah. That's just kind of how it, Xbox, well, it's not even Xbox, just kind of gaming. Well, it's not a fault. Honestly, I don't believe it's a fault of the game or the game developers or the live service. It's just the people playing the game. Yeah. It's it's just how the game and like gaming as a culture has kind of yeah. evolved. 
a lot of it has to do with the toxicity that can that can be in there. It's not always there. So a lot of people just opt out of listening to it. I'm that early days of gaming online for consoles, because honestly, there was gaming online for PC for a long time before yeah, consoles had it. But that online gaming experience for PlayStation and, and Xbox was really that Goldilocks zone of, hey, you can hop into a lobby with pretty much anybody and meet friends. Meet and people. that was that was kind of the social media presence for gamers was consoles because you had Facebook just starting out and there wasn't really a lot of that social media interaction. So to find someone that you could talk to that your shared interest was playing a video game, yeah, that was a big deal. That's how I where I am today with Podtaculars, hopping into those game lobbies with random people and how I know half the people I know today from the the gaming world. And it's like, that's how you meet people. Yeah, it was or the same for me, to. pretty much. You know, I mean, everybody on my on my list, on my friends list, I've met through playing mostly Halo. There's like that seven-year time span of, okay, you you find friends by playing with random people on the internet. Which was, uh, you don't do that growing up, but that was the way that we connected with people across the world. And Well, I mean, I was 30 years old, and I'm meeting these people and getting to be friends with them. And some of them are half my age, or less than half my age. You know, the one dude I'm a friend with, I met him when he was freaking 12. But the deal is, is the it, I guess what I'm saying is the community's changed, and it unfortunately the social media attitude has crept into video games. The anonymity it's, it's the of and yeah, the anonymity of the gamer tag has unfortunately brought a bad element into gaming and it's not widespread, but it's there enough that a lot of people just opt out and listening to it. Yeah. Anyway. It sucks. Back to season three. Yes. Um, so those are the maps. We'll probably do a little other refresher once you've had a chance to play with them GT a little bit. I'm sure I'll get plenty of experience tomorrow night. Yes. <laughs> Have you? I'm guessing you haven't really had a much chance with the bandit or... Well, you, you, you talked about the bandit a little bit, but the shroud screen. I haven't picked up the shroud screen at all. And honestly, I don't even know how I would use it. So that's going to be interesting. I haven't quite figured out when a good time to use it is. Escalation Slayer, it plays very different with. You only get it at the very end with mm-hmm. the oddball. So there's kind of a very strategic purpose for for that. But in normal gameplay, I haven't found... I haven't really discovered its usefulness for me yet. Well, you know, one usefulness is entrapment. Yes. Or to purposely hide what you're doing behind it like yeah blocking uh the visible the visibility of the spawning spawn of a vehicle or blocking a doorway to lay a trap for the next person who walks through it whoever's you know smart enough to walk through the smoke screen right so i mean i can see uses for it i just don't know how useful it is for me same same for me the other couple of things, not quite related, but Forge has had quite a few updates to it. All the dev-made maps are now forgeable, which I guess wasn't a thing before, which I wasn't tracking. Granted, I haven't really gone into Forge that much, but the dev-made maps are now, you can edit them in Forge, which is nice. That's good. Yeah. I thought that would have been something that out the gate, but I guess not. Well, you know, it is a Forge beta. It, I, yes, it's yes, it is. I yes. Hey, Hayden, with the raid of nine. Thank you. Hope your Thanks stream went raid, well. Hayden. Welcome, raiders. Welcome to our season three discussion. We just talked about the equipment and the maps, and now we're talking about some of the other stuff. Talking about Forge and some of the cool updates that we're getting with the season three drop. So, like we just said. You can now edit dev-made maps and make custom maps off of those. 
There's also a new armor coating. Is it coating or is it just uh, coating and visor? That's what it is. It is the master builder armor coating and visor. So if you get a map that you've made and forged into the community collection playlist, then you will be awarded the master builder coating and visor, which is pretty cool. Nice yeah, to see that they're kind of keeping that that trend going. I'm not gonna make it. I'm not gonna get it because I'm not gonna oh, make a map. I'm not either. But nothing that's of that quality for sure. It, it's a nice little homage to folks that have the talent and put well, the time and effort into make the maps. Yeah, of course. To reward uh, the community for building something that you're willing to put in the ma- in, you know in the matchmaking rotation because mm-hmm. that speaks to it really does speak to the quality of the forger it really does or forgers you know however you you know however the map's built Mm -hmm. yep we've also got a few balance updates for the weapons the commando now requires nine bullets to kill instead of eight so the damage per bullet has been reduced from 20 to 17.5 the plasma pistol has been nerfed Quite a bit. Yeah, kind of aggressively tracked. Yeah. So the tracking has been reduced. The charge time has been increased from 1 second to 1.6 1. 6 seconds. Apparently the issue was people would be running away sprinting and you could charge the plasma pistol while you're sprinting and then three or 180, release it, and pistol shot it for a noob combo. And apparently people were able to get that noob combo off so if they were at a disadvantage of someone getting the upper hand on them and starting shooting at them, they could actually reverse that kill pretty easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't, but I guess all well, the pros I couldn't either. Could. Yeah. You know, amazingly enough, I didn't actually get killed by the noob combo that much. I haven't you know, seen the plasma Fiesta. pistol noob combo. Yeah. I haven't seen the plasma pistol noob combo nearly as much in Infinite as I've seen in past games. And I think that's mm-hmm. part in due to how there's the shock damage type now that's separated out from the plasma mm-hmm. shock, the plasma damage type. Whereas the plasma overcharge to to you was a, it dropped your shields and I don't know if it's quite that. It does. It, you it you can still do the new combo. And you know, that's a, what they're talking about. on vehicles anymore though. It is not effective on vehicles anymore, but they did add shock weapons that took that role. Yes. Which, fair enough. Yep. The, uh, but, you know, like I said, I really never really had a problem, even after they buffed the plasma pistol a little bit ago, um, I never really had a problem with it. Okay. Yeah, I I never felt that it was really that overpowered. Of course, I could just be... You know the only real, the the only real thing I th- I saw with it is the the aggressive tracking that it had. I thought that was overdone. I mean, I haven't used it that much to really know if it was aggressive or not. So, well, you know, all I all I can speak from is how aggressively it actually attracted me. Fair. I mean, fair it would enough. bend some corners hard. Fair enough. The weapons have also been changed a little bit as far as for power weapons, how much ammo they drop in ranked arena and also different timers on that. Some of that was actually rolled out back in February. Some of it's being rolled out in season three. There's going to be fewer rounds of ammo in the bulldog, the heat wave shock rifle and stalker rifle addressing some community feedback. The mangler energy sword and pulse carbine have been all removed from ranked arena. And the disruptor and spike grenades are looking to see some future tuning as well. Grenades, definitely. Fair enough. On the network and desyncing stuff, there's been several improvements to that, and it sounds like there's still a lot of stuff going on because that's probably the number one complaint I've seen so far in season three is a lot of the desync issues still persisting, which is going to take a long time to solve. That's not an easy engineering challenge to address. But a lot of rubber banding is a lot less likely to occur, a lot less desync when players use the repulsor, 
against vehicles, and then melee attacks are now more likely to register while holding a power seed. Uh, campaign network co-op, less rubber banding when someone's using an unlocked frame rate on PC. Players are yes, less likely to fall through the floor on the gondola <laughs> in the mission conservatory. That's important. Yes. Stuttering and teleporting are less likely to occur now after taking the teleporter to the elevator room on Spire. And rubber banding and teleporting is less likely to occur in the Pelican at the end of the mission outpost Tremonius. Although I have seen some funny clips of that. That's I haven't yet, but that'd be funny to watch. It's interesting. I I, am, I can imagine. Uh, you want to talk Battle Pass next, or do you want to actually touch on the narrative storyline? Those are kind of the last two big things that we have in the Season 3 we, stuff. We can touch on the story. Okay. So I did appreciate how there was a recap of the last two seasons. And that, does, did, that does help. It did solidify. I, I, this was a while ago. I think we had this discussion on the podcast. But the whole the Halo Spartan. What's uh, what's her name? It's a, I forget how to say her name. Me too. Spartan A. Uh, <laughs> described how the Infinity and the Ring were both missing. So mm-hmm. that kind of goes right along with what you were saying. That subspace we. But if the ring is there and Infinity's not, then where the heck is the Infinity? <laughs> exactly. So wherever the Infinity and the ring and the whole banished thing were, so the ring obviously went somewhere, the Infinity went somewhere else, so we have no idea where the Infinity is, if it even still is out there. And well, then, I think the Infinity is where it was. I think it's just the ring that went somewhere else, and it drugged the banished fleet with it, or part of the banished fleet. Well, she said that they don't know where the Infinity or the Halo Ring were. So to me, that means that... Well, yeah, they didn't know where the battle took place to begin with. Well, she they said, and not. the Ring. And we know the battle took place above the Ring, so... Yeah, but if they didn't know where the Ring was when the battle took place, then they don't know where either is. Anyway. Uh, it, it made it seem like that they knew where the Ring was. and may, Maybe they do. But... If the Infinity has been hit as hard as they've made it out to be, then it could be in a position where it's not detectable. Maybe. I just know the opening cutscene, we saw the ring, we saw the battle over the ring with the Infinity and the banished stuff. So I guess the Halo ring is not where that cutscene is. So there's, there's point number one. Point number two is the Infinity either slipped with the ring and then went somewhere else or didn't slip with the ring after the whole battle thing. Like some of the banished stuff had to have gone with the ring because or else we wouldn't be finding the banished in the campaign. So lots of questions there. We also got the continuation of Spartan Din and Iritus. Got a little invasion of memories. He's getting friggin' irritating. I I like the personality the persona that they've given Iritus. It's like, okay, you get some of that brute snark and boisterousness, but you definitely get a different personality that's it's not distinctly brute. Like it obviously there's brute influence, but it's got an agenda. It's got its own It's after something. Yeah. So interesting to see drones. Yeah used in in that memory sequence. It got a lot of folks excited. It got Hidden Xperia excited. Yeah. Well, yeah, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much for lower folks to be like, oh, there's something new to talk about. I I like the inclusion of the drones. That was kind of nice. I was, it's always nice when they bring in another part of the covenant. Another part of Halo. And you acknowledging that, yes, these did exist. And I think they did a really good job on them. Yeah. It will be interesting to see if maybe we have to fight some drones in the future. If things change once they get infinite under control. <laughs> I, I wouldn't take too much off of seeing but drones I in there. Either. I think it just plays like said, well it, into the story. It's, it's a, it's a, I would, I, I hope 
but yeah, I'm not definitely not holding my breath on it. Yeah. I think it played well for the cutscene that mm-hmm. for the story that it needed to tell. I thought the cutscene was executed really well. It also plays into like you said at the beginning, it doesn't really give us a lot of depth. It does kind of help push the story along, which is nice. We get to see a little bit more of what happened inside the Din's head during the whole I guess throughout season two of like when Iritus was in basically incapacitating Din. Mm-hmm. And that final grenade explosion of showing the the Oni symbol on training grounds. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually been on that map to see if they've updated that map to show that. That would be cool. And you have to keep I'll, an eye I'll, out for that. I'll make this reference just because I've been playing Fortnite as my casual game. Like Fortnite, they change areas of the map throughout the season to correspond with events that's going on. So <clears throat> to like one of their latest events, there were three certain points where they built out additional underground areas on parts of the map that were closed off before. So it's just adding little changes to the maps. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if they would do something where it's like, okay, once this, like, okay, they showed there's the o- Oni symbol now on this door, go in and make that change in the map. And it's like, okay, this is actually taking place throughout the actual multiplayer experience because it's supposed to be simulation of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I think that'd be cool. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time we've had a, kind of an reactive change in a Halo map. Um, you know, granted there's usually due to a holiday or, you know, some significant event, but it still changes. Uh, Salt Life in the chat saying, yeah, they actually showed it in game. So they updated the map actually. Like, if you go in the multiplayer, that Oni mark is actually there now. And yeah, I saw where you could clip through the door, and it's basically like, there's nothing behind it. It's just the behind texture if you would normally go into editing. It's like, okay, you can see through it. There's actually nothing there. Yeah. But on that door that's in the bottom mid... Okay, so interesting. I like that attention to detail. I really do. And I'm, I haven't gone back to the weapon drills... I'm guessing if they did that to training grounds, they probably updated the weapon drills to be that nighttime. Because before it was daytime. And in the cinematic for the season, where you see Din and Eklund together, after he kind of wakes up from his AI coma, so to speak, it's nighttime. And that's where you get the bandit. So that's narratively where the bandit comes into play. So I think that it, that's, I'm guessing that's probably happened too. So that's cool. I like Bravo for paying attention to that detail three for three. That's actually very good on you to actually incorporate the narrative into more than just like, okay, here's a new map. Like you're actually changing the map to go along with the narrative. That's pretty, that's pretty neat. So anything else we want to touch on story wise? I, I mean, like you said, there's Looking not a lot to go on. Yep. So there's Mindfall, which is the current event that's supposed to be kind of the lead-in. There's going to be another one at the very end of the event that's going to kind of continue off for the Season 3 story and put the stopper on that going into the next season. That's going to be in May. That'll be interesting to to see. And then we've got the Battle Pass to talk about. A new premium 100-tier Battle Pass with 187 individual rewards. Again, going off of what they did last time, you can get a thousand credits in the battle pass. So if you don't buy anything from the store and you just play through the battle pass, you'll have enough credits to get the next season battle pass when season four comes around. Mm-hmm. Which there is what are, I did. Yep. Same. There are several freebies as well. If you go through and just log into Halo Infinite, there is a new set of uh, recruit style armors they're they're very basic but they look very clean it's the steel series armor coatings uh there's red green and blue you can get and they apply to all armor cores if you get the premium battle pass you automatically unlock the red steel splinter armor coating available for all armor cores so they're they're trying to 
get the all ar- armor core type thing going. Uh, they do unfortunately have a armor core specifically for season three. So I'm sure there's some cross work there. Like they couldn't just full stop what they were doing for season three. So there's probably going to be a trickle down effect for them to actually get cross core working across the board. It's kind of important they do, especially if they expect the store to take off because there's a whole lot of stuff in the store that is core specific. So, you know, if it was available to put on any core, I'm sure they would sell more. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they would too. It's all good though. Uh, for those that also purchased the battle pass, there is the Mirage, um, IIC armor core. So that's one of the armor cores coming in. Uh, for those that like the SPI armor from the kind of Onyx related books, the Spartan three books, this is the core for you. And then we've also got the Chimera armor core, and that's the second one coming in. Uh, this is going to be the theme for the fire, the fracture firewall event series. I'll be coming out in a few weeks. Uh, firewall debuting on March 21st. There's going to be four separate occurrences of fracture. So you'll have plenty of time to get your complete uh, fracture battle pass thing unlocked. I'm guessing it's going to be the 30 tier again, just like we've had in the past. So having four different events is going to be nice to get that unlocked. I think that'll mean eight weeks. At least that's what it's been in the past. They did not say specifically, though. Uh, Four-part story shard series, similar to what we've seen in the past. This one's called Precipice. So we'll get to see that in a couple of weeks. There are several other shop changes that they've made. So there are four different things that they've changed to the shop. Um, First is there will be a half-week slot that refreshes every Tuesday and Friday. There will be an overall consistent layout that the shop is going to have. The the ref, the dailies will actually refresh daily, and there will overall be more offers throughout the season, probably to kind of keep up with, okay, now they're actually trying to keep the seasons to three months instead of mm-hmm. three years. Um, <laughs> they're also looking to add what are called super bundles, and this is a way to actually get multiple bundles at once. So all the different little packages that you've seen in the store so far, well, now they're going to start bundling those and offering those at a cheaper price for those bundles. The super bundles will only be available weeks one and three, and then after which they will be split apart into separate bundles. So if you want to take advantage of the discounts, you'll have to jump on them early to take advantage of them. And there's some additional armor core, uh, armor coating type stuff. There's a lot of a lot of it over on Halo Waypoint, so go check it out. The first ultimate tier is the Purple Rain weapon coating for the Bandit, which I am... I've got through all my regular challenges. I just have my capstone to do, which is just play five maps in the featured playlist, so it's just playing five matches in there, which is not going to be that hard. And what else do we got? I think that pretty much covers most of the season three stuff. Does sound that way. Oh, I don't think we missed anything. A couple more things on Forge. I forgot this was in one of the other articles that I hadn't gotten to yet. There is, and this this is, I think, a cool one for me. Toggleable, toggleable friendly and enemy outlines set in custom custom game nice. settings, and friendly player collision. In custom games, nice. They brought it back. I th- like, I mean, to me, that's like a core part of Halo, mm-hmm. and that was a key thing that was going to ruin several different experiences. Like a lot of well, these you know, spooky the whole thing with collision. Type- I don't have a problem with it if the other players would block my shots. <laughs> I can walk through them, but I can't shoot through them. Well, and the classic Halo experience, you could you bump into to friendlies and there's some custom games that that is kind of a core piece on how some of these custom mm-hmm. games work. So for that to not happen, it's like, okay, you just wiped out a good five, 10% of custom game experiences because there's no player collision. And to your point, yeah, being like, all right, I'm half in a friendly and I can't shoot because like I blow myself up with a rocket because someone just happened to face through me at that time. It's like, yeah, 
I wish that was never a thing. Well, yeah, all I'm saying is go all the way the one way sim- or all the way the other way. Let's not do this half-baked stuff. If you're simulating battleground tactics, of course you're going to run into an ally. Like, why was that even taken out in the first place? I don't have a problem with it if they'd taken it all the way one way or just didn't change anything. I, it's I, this half thing that they did that I got a problem with. Yeah. Uh, and then there are new game mode and gameplay objects. So specifically land grab and total control objects that you can use in forge. And there's also invisible gravity lift and an invisible kinetic launcher object. And this hasn't been posted in any formal blog, but three for three people have talked about this on Twitter and Reddit, but there will be placeable water coming to forge. Nice. Yeah. Forgers are I know very that's, that's been a big, that. big ask from, from the forging community. Yes. So forgeable water is slated to be coming. Ray tracing is now available in PC for the PC game. It is turned off by default because of the increased amount of GPU power that it needs to function. Uh, so you can go and turn that on manually. They're doing the whole play hey, Halo Infinite to unlock access to gear again. So last season it was the jacket. And this season there are pins that you can get. So there's four different pins based on your progression through different battle passes. So three of them are related to, or sorry, no, uh, one is related to the season three mindful event pass, which is going on right now. So that's the shroud screen pin. There's another one, the M three ninety two bandit pin. That's going to be for the sight unseen event pass. There's the firewall logo pin, which will be completing the firewall event pass. And then there's the season three insignia limited edition pin. And there's an in-game matching emblem to go with it for completing the season three battle pass. I think that's a lot more attainable to, to most people. Yeah. Cause yeah, I wanted the bomber jacket, but yeah, I didn't want to spend that much money on it. No, I did not either. I mean, I, you know, I, I made it through the battle pass and I got the, I got the, you know, code for the battle for the jacket, but I went and looked at it and I'm like, yeah, I got other places I can spend that money. Yeah. The items will ship Q3 and Q4 2023. So it's basically pre-order thing. Uh, Whenever you actually achieve that, you'll get a notification on Halo Waypoint. You go and you copy the code and that's how you can actually go and purchase the, the item. And they also mentioned if you have issues, report bugs. I've already sent in two bug reports. So if you come across issues, please put in bug reports. They're taking this very seriously and it, it shows too. They've actually, the Halo support Twitter has been going off like crazy the last couple of days because of everything going on. And please be detailed. Yes. Be very detailed. Not it broke. Right. That's a good way to get ignored. Uh, I did not actually read through this, the article from yesterday, but with the Mindfall event launch, they did specify a little bit more on how to get the pins. You have to complete the Mindfall event pass and make the purchase of the pin by April 18th for the bandit pin by June 20, by June 17th for the firewall logo pin by July 4th and for the season three pin by July 4th. So the, there are limited times where you can actually order these pins probably because they have to see how many they have to make. And that's hence why it's a pre-order. So as soon as you unlock the pin, order it if you're going to get it. If you intend on buying it. Yes. Yeah. And thank you, Haruspis, for actually putting this together. Uh, a guide on how to go and rewatch the cinematics. Because it's not in the most obvious spot. You have to go to the battle pass. And then you there's a menu app option at the bottom. That's season intro. And then there you can rewatch the season intro, the recap, and then the first cinematic. So... The recap is the one where it go, recaps season the campaign, season one, season two. The season three intro is Iritus and Spartan Den's head going through his memories. 
And then the cinematic is after Din is woken up and you're there at the weapon drill station. I wonder if you can actually do that. I'm guessing you can do that with the old seasons too, then. If you just switch your battle pass. I don't know. Have to look. But that's very helpful because I, I want to go back and watch the cutscenes before talking about them on the podcast tonight. And I was like, how am I going to do that? Luckily enough, there was the article that's like, here's how to go it, do it. So here's I how watched you do all it? three <laughs> before I came on to the podcast tonight. Although the recap did a pretty good job of, you know, covering the high, the highlights uh, of did. the previous season. And I hope they do that for the rest of the season, because I think that's going to be helpful for any newcomers or people that play the beginning, maybe go do something else and then come back. People that may have skipped season two. Yeah. Let's get a couple of community stuff out of the way, too. There is a new map that everyone's been raving about that is a remake of Last Resort or Zanzibar or Stonetown, depending on which one version you call it. Uh, it's called Cusini Bay. And it's interesting because it actually... So you know how the there's like certain parts of Zanzibar that kind of are destroyed or kind of run down a little bit? Well, the person that made this map kind of expands on it a little bit. Uh, the creator is called Mr. Quats. And it actually adds enough to it just by looking at the gameplay from Duquesne's video that it fits very well with Infinite Sandbox and it looks pretty convincing. The only thing I don't think it does is I don't think the wheel spins, which kind of is kind of sucks a little bit, but it looks. Very cool. Yeah, I saw Duquesne post that video. I have not watched it yet. I just I've been busy with other stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, it the forgers are really cranking some good stuff out. They they really are. Over a million forge maps made so far, from what we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is a lot of maps, no doubt. I think there may have been something else, but I don't remember what it was, so we might just call it there. There's always next week. There's, there is always next week. Oh, uh, this is something. For those that have been longing for Xbox 360 matchmaking for Halo, uh, the Halo Sunrise team has been busy at work. They've got, I believe, Reach matchmaking in early stages of working, and they've also got the whole rank system working again for Halo 3 matchmaking. Nice. So Crafty Cody is getting some stuff done. So all those achievements that are locked behind multiplayer like might not be locked behind that much longer. Now they can just get that to work for Halo 2 Vista. Oh wait. Uh, <laughs> that would take a well, lot more. Anybody really answer. cares about that one. No. Yeah. So that'll be it for us tonight. GT, you got anything else to add? Not tonight. Look forward to seeing everybody tomorrow night for Frag and Friday. Again, as always, if you'd like to join in, feel free to send me a message on Xbox Live. You can get me at Godzilla with a space T. Uh, we have been using Discord as our voice chat lately. Uh, you can access the Discord voice chat through Xbox through the Xbox Live party system. So. Feel free to take a look at uh, look that up on YouTube to see what you have to do to set it up. Uh, it's really simple. So, and you'll find us in the Podtacular Gaming voice chat. And if you're and not part of our Discord, join us at podtacular.com slash Discord. And for those in the Twitch chat, exclamation point Discord will get you that link as well. And we hope to see you all tomorrow. Let's get a full lobby. Let's get a full big team battle lobby going. Should be fun. Maybe two. Then we can match each other. Ooh. And then everybody can drop boss pong dust. So Confow won't be so lonely. <laughs> Thank you everyone for joining tonight. We will see you all tomorrow for Frag and Friday. Come have some fun with us. We cannot wait to play with you all. Until then, keep on fragging them trucks. Thank you for listening to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. You can find our podcast on your favorite podcasting service and listen to us live every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. Check out our website, podtacular.com, 
and join the community on Discord at podtacular.com slash Discord. If you want to play Halo with us, come join us for Frag and Fridays at 8.30pm Eastern Time. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Become a supporter of the show by sharing the show with your friends and family. Or help keep the lights on by subscribing to us on Twitch, donating via PayPal, or becoming a patron alongside Confal, Pins Halo, and Prestige Ace. Until next time, keep on fragging trucks. <laughs>